The Red Rum Theater, episode 102, Over the Top. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanise. Yeah, 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 keep it moving. <laughs> this is another quarantine week. You gotta say your name. Antonio Marino, if you don't know, now you know. Every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. What day are we on? We talk about how that movie uh, raised us right, raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Over the Top, how it taught us, basically taught us how to turn the switch. So we'll get, flip the switch. Flip the switch. Flip the script. So do you have a countdown of what quarantine day we're on? I have no idea what quarantine day we're on. It's like 60. Dude, I'm dying. At least I get to go to work, though. I'm telling you. But you, dude, How long did you have if you were on, on, on unemployment? How long were you not working? One week of unemployment. And how was that one week? That one week that was the most money I've made since, I, <laughs> since this whole <laughs> thing started. And my boss tried to bring me back, and I looked at him like... When you wake up a dog, <laughs> he looks like dog looks like what? What? He's like all running in his sleep. You wake up, it's like why'd you wake me up? It's like man, I was almost there. <laughs> I, I almost had that ball. I almost, I almost found those two golden retrievers. <laughs> Jeez, dude, oh, so this movie released February thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. They should have put it out one day later, and that would have been every meathead's. Valentine's date. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I got a surprise for you. We got a romantic night out. We're going to go get some barbecue and go see some sly. <laughs> this, this movie we're going to watch, this movie is about family. And, Speaking and, and, of which, really quick. Okay. Have you ever watched the interview with James Franco? No, I have not seen the interview. So, you know, it's a, they, they're going to assassinate Kim Jong-un, right? Right. So Kim Jong is talking to James Franco, and they're like boys. Like, they're just getting along so good. And so he wants to show his toys off to James Franco. So he shows James Franco this big tank. And James Franco's like, is that real? And he goes, yes, it was given to my grandfather by Stalin. And James Franco goes, where I come from, it's pronounced Stallone. <laughs> so funny, dude. You're so funny, Dave. <laughs> That movie was awesome, dude. I, I'm going to see it someday. Someday I'm going to watch that movie. Now, okay. What's some we, more Mambas, bro? Dude, I don't have any more Mambas. I'm sorry. I hate them all. I'm Shoot, sorry. I should have been Black Mamba, B. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So, it's got a 27% Rotten Tomatoes. 27%. Here's why. Here's, here, it is. here it is. If This is where if I had one of those boards... You would hear the the old witch lady from Princess Bride. Boo! <laughs> okay, listen, Boo! listen. Here's the deal. Bow to her. Listen to the Rotten Tomato synopsis of the film. This is what there's such jerkwaters. Some guy wrote this and sat back. He was like, <laughs> like this guy. He what he said. He the guys said, got beat up by everybody in school and never got any girls. He, he wrote, it's, "It's over the top." The definitive film. About arm wrestling truck drivers fighting for the custody of their children. That's what he writes about the movie. And if somebody told me that, I'm buying tickets online. <laughs> I'm getting the boys out. Dude, 
dude, it's a really good putting synopsis. Putting on the flannels. I, it's, it is a really funny synopsis, but that, that is that the tells you the story. In a nutshell. And it's amazing. Um, this is an 80s film. I mean, some of the this music. Montages. Just great, great scenes. So here's the movie. Stallone. Greasy food. Stallone uh, has left his wife and his son. Uh, and the kid's like 10 years old. The mom is sick. The mom is dying. And the mom calls Stallone. And she asked Stallone to take the kid and drive him home from his military academy. He's going, what's that school called in, in Michigan? That school, Cranbrook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The super private, rich right, right. school. It's like a Cranbrook I remember, school. I, I know that because of uh, 8 Mile. Chew, you went to Cranbrook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is the biggest insult ever. Mm. Um, but this kid goes to a fancy school, and the mom wants... She wants her son to get to know her father as she's going into heart surgery. And apparently the grandfather, her dad is rich, is wealthy, was never for their union, never for their relationship. And you're never told why he leaves, right? He never told. But you can feel there's tension there. And I think it's partly Stallone's fault and partly the grandfather's fault, right? It's not all Stallone's admitting that he messed up. He messed but up. But now he's trying to make up for lost time. Right. And so he's going to go... And the opening scene sets a tone for the movie because Stallone, you see the kid in this. Just like Duvall said on Crazy Heart. That's right. You were wrong, but then you did the right thing. Now he's he's wrong. wrong. (laughs) Um, That's a great line. That's a great line, dude. We butchered it, but that's the general idea. Um, So you see the the military camp. You see Stallone in his big truck. That truck is an old truck. There's no sleeper car in that truck. No. he, He sleeps sitting in his chair. Have you ever had a sleep in a, a sitting up in your chair in a truck? Every day, fool. Not overnight. <laughs> Just, I'll be sleeping in a dock. Hey, knock on the door when you're done, fool. Legit? You better be wearing a mask. <laughs> um, he's, dude, he's got his old truck with no sleeper car. Dude, I took a nap today at the Menards Distribution Center. I was there for an hour and a half. I was just like... <sighs> Waiting for them to load you Wait, up? I just look in my mirror for the red light to go green, then I know I'm done. That's all he gives you is that light. That light yeah, that's, that's a dude. When you, when you put into a dock, this movie's amazing because I'm a truck driver. And it's even better because I love arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is a bastard son. Hey, I, I probably got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, kid. I messed up. Want to go for a ride? <laughs> what was your mama's last name? <laughs> You terrible dude, dude! My voice is shot. You hear my voice dying? It's crazy. Hold on. Mm. Let me yell. At, let me yell at, yell at your nephew to get you some some lozenges. <laughs> so, Stephen Stallone shows up. Stallone shows up to see his son, and Stallone, he's wearing the best clothes he's got, and you feel it, dude. You that, see him that. wash his truck. He's washing up. He he washes the tires up nice, man. It, it's really sweet <laughs> it really because I know what it's like to be thugging, and I don't. Ha- I don't. I mean, I only spend like I spend top dollar on my music equipment. Yes, you. Do. Other than that, man, my shoes are busted. <laughs> my jeans, I gotta not dry them at the laundromat so they still fit because it's old. Quarantine weight, dang it! <laughs> but, but like, is it the quarantine or the COVID nineteen? Man, it's it's. I don't want to say nothing about forty five. So, <laughs> Colt forty five. Forty five was a good year. <laughs> that's, 
watched it, it was really the Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> um, but it is real Dude, sweet. Dude, I've got friends He's that gained where... 30. No. Yes. In quarantine. Yes. 30's a Not lot. Not everybody's allowed to go to work. What I understand. You when if you're, you're bored, home... what are you doing? Nah, 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 nah. Dude, bad. Only place you can go is the grocery store. Buying rotisserie chickens by the fistfuls, dude. <laughs> okay, so Steve Give me some lime chips and salsa. I'm eating it all today. <laughs> dude, it's bad. And I'm going to get a cup of cheese for my drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you putting pepper on top? No, that's ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. So he is wearing his best clothes. And, and dude, does his hair me, look nice? Looking like a stud, bro. He looks good. Got his shades on. Got his tie. Listen, he got his tight. You want to know how ghetto? First of all, how ghetto he is, but how not ghetto my daughter is. When Stallone pulls his tie off as a clip-on, Lena just starts laughing. I'm like, "What's so funny?" She's like, "That tie's fake." She has never experienced clip-on tie. (laughs) She ain't never seen. You never showed her Tommy Boy. (laughs) No, dude, it's a clip-on. You think? She's only seen. He's got a thin candy shell. Surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> but she's uh, laughing at him too. Everybody she, laughing. He's at him. walking up the stairs, and everyone's looking at him, giving him side eyes. First of all, they're giving him side eyes because of the, what his booty looking like in them jeans. I be getting him side eyes too. He he looking he like a stud, out. bro. No, but uh, he does, dude. So in the truck, that dude makes me want to get those uh, those bands. First of all, the bands he has in the truck, the old metal bands, when you used to grab the thing and oh, like accordion. Oh, when, when, when you used to get your arm hairs in them? <laughs> or get your chest hairs Oh, my gosh. Those were a terrible design because they would leg hair, arm hair, oh. chest hair. Those things were oh the my. ultimate pinchers. Those things just. Those things were almost as bad as mom getting the back of your arm with her little nail. you like, Aye. But he goes there and he literally, so the, the, the superintendent. The commandant says, your dad's taking you home. And he says, I have no father, sir. That is bogue, dude. That is dirty dog. Yeah, I'd be like, fine, you little punk ass ain't got no lunch neither. <laughs> dude, the grandpa has filled his head with all kinds dude, of Dude, that's the problem, dude, is he was so against it, he made everything tenfold worse in the kid's head. He wanted the kid never, ever to seek out his father. Like the grandfather, the father, someone was sending letters to his son, and the grandfather the whole time was hiding those letters. Didn't want him to know that his dad was trying to be in his life. So his view of reality was that his dad abandoned him and never cared. I mean, he, it freaked him out. He's like, You never wrote? You never got a birthday card? He was like, What are you talking about? I wrote you every, like, I'm like, Oh, dude. I'm it, like, Ksh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching it get a little bit emotional. I love you, Dad. (laughs) Um, But Stallone, his kid, first of all, this kid, I don't think he ever did anything else with this movie. This is his only movie, right? He he didn't need to do anything else. You peek that early, you're done. But uh, he could cry pretty well. (sighs) Me too, watching this damn movie. So what's crazy is, um, so we watched the movie, and... uh, it's a lot of it's the father son move thing, but there's also this undercurrent of arm wrestling. And let me tell you something: I don't know if it's still around, but when, I, when we were in high school, arm wrestling was a thing. When I was when we were kids, when we were at church youth group, we used to arm wrestle all the time. All when I first came to church youth group, I was a new kid, and I became the arm wrestling champion of, of my first year at at church camp or church uh, church youth group. And it was it was I just have I have a good linked forearm and some decent decent leverage on me. 
Um, there's a kid who's shorter than me, though, and was like, he looked like Bull. Rob Rock? No. Who? Tunningly. Oh, yeah, he's an animal. Rob Rock was sweet, too. But I never. Rothrock Tim Rock. He was younger than I was. Yeah, but he he had that over the top, the quickness. Oh, just and he was short, the short and stocky. So he used oh, to man. get us, dude. I was telling the kids, listen, sometimes that uh, like you look, you look like a heavy guy with a lot of muscle, like those dangerous guys. I, mean, I, 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 I two friends of mine, Tony brothers, they were tough as nails, doing their pops. I would ne- if I had to have one guy's dad on my team to fight someone, it'd be Mister Tunningly. That guy was a monster, dude. He was scary, dude. Dude, he was. He there, there's nothing better than birthday parties when uh, uh, Mr. Tunnelly's drunk on the on his in his chair, and all the kids from church are trying to play board games. <laughs> hey, Davu's no place for Eric Delorenzo's mom. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, get to- you have to edit that name out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, like Steakin. Stallone is your dad cleans up poop. Hey, <laughs> dude, uh, just we didn't know any better, man. But um, this movie is so it's Stallone trying to make things right. The son has nothing to do with him, but Stallone just being alone on the road starts breaking it down. Because on the road, what else you gonna do? The kid wants to be a brat. You got nowhere to hide on the road, dude. It's I mean, he could sit there and try to be quiet, but. But Stallone, he's such a good guy. He breaks through. And he starts, they start becoming like father-son relationship. We start talking. teaching, teaching his kid how to drive the truck, and his kid's getting all excited. Oh, man. First of all, me and Esther watch this movie, and he's like, Dad, when I'm 11, will you teach me how to drive a car? I'm like, of course I will. And he got all happy, dude. He, he's, he's mentioned it twice. Like, Dad, when I'm 11, I'm going to learn to drive a truck, right? I'm like, I'm going to learn to drive a truck, Nesto. 11? What did you put 11 in his head for? I'm just going to go around town, and he'll like, go like maybe to the parking lot and let him drive around or on the back street, you know? Um, just because... I don't make kid going to seeking sixteen year old going to driver's training and having never been behind a wheel of a car. That's crazy. Yeah, but you teach him how to drive like you. He ain't gonna keep a license. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm You're not, bad, dude. Listen, when um, are you taking me to the airport? I'm like, you trying to see what this guy had for lunch? You're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you right up his booty, fool. <laughs> I, I learned to drive in Chicago, and it that just, ruined you, dude. It. I can't get it out of my blood. I. I. I Cut people too close. <laughs> your mind, I follow like, too close. Listen, it's his job to get over. <laughs> I'm like, it ain't your job to climb up. He's going 85. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you're like, you want your cut of this money or not? <laughs> <laughs> so you've still so uh, let's see. Still, uh, it's written by directed by a guy named Man- Manahelm Golan. Never made anything. Manahelm Steve Roller. Um, so yeah, Stallone is Lincoln Hawk. Was a great name. Great name in a great hood ornament. The Hawk is a great It is awesome, dude. I can't believe he sells his truck and bets it on himself. Dude, the kid. Literally, I had to pause the movie because I'd explain gambling to Lena. She's like, Dad, what is 20 to 1 odds? I'm like, well, it means if he bets $1, he wins $20. She's like, okay. She's like, well, push this. Hold on, Dad. Pause it. Pause it. She runs out, runs out of the other room, comes out with paper and pencil, and figures out how much money he's going to win. It's oh hundred, my gosh! It was hundred and forty grand. How much did he put down? Five thousand? Seven thousand? Seven? That's what he times got for the twenty. Truck? He'd get one hundred forty grand. He got seven grand. Seven grand for the truck. Yeah. Times twenty would be one hundred forty plus. Wins hundred grand. So he wins one hundred forty G's plus a new semi. 
with 250. So Lena did all the math. She's like, Ooh. he's winning with cash and prizes, $490,000. Dang! That's a, a half a mil. And that's 1987 half a mil. That truck he wants to win. More than bad. anything. What's awesome in this movie is there's a, an arm wrestling championship at the end. And there's guys from all the different countries. And... Um, I don't know about countries. I think it's all the states. No, there's like a Swedish guy. Really? There's a Canadian champion. A bunch of guys from different countries. Dang. That one dude that had the white like tank top thing was scary, dude. Dude. There were some animals. Remember that one dude eats a cigar? (laughs) Next to asked me, why do you eat a cigar? I'm like, well, it's called intimidation, buddy. Like he wants to get in his head and freak him out. Just like the kid did at the at the um at the arcade, Mm -hmm. at the at the diner. Dude, um, when he when he's stinking, that scene is huge. It's huge for the kid. It's huge for so, the kid. Is like, you wanted to embarrass me. You wanted to humiliate me. He's like, no, I wanted to give you a chance. To he's up. got great father son speeches, dude, in his career. He tells in that moment, he goes, "You've been spoiled. You're, you're spoiled your whole life. Mm-hmm. And you're a little brat. You gotta stand up on your own." And they go back in there, and he wins that the thing. I told Nesto. I told Nesto, Nesto. You know, it's there's some things in life you might. Lose. I can't imagine watching this as father and son, dude. It's oh, a weird man. thing. Did he love the movie? He loved it. Oh, he loved it. Oh, um, dude. Me and him, me and get him a little trucker hat. <laughs> He'd love it. Me and Nesto and Lena and Mama went out hiking. Okay, um, and we went out to Formar, which is open. And dude, we pulled into Formar. The place was packed. It was full of people. So we go there. And I told I told Nesto, listen, it's okay to to be afraid. But you gotta fake when you when you're afraid and you like uh, crumble. That's called cowardice. When you're afraid and you overcome, that's called courage. Being afraid is not being afraid happens to everybody. It's what you do with it that matters. So we are out walking this trail, and there's so many people there, and so many kids and booger eaters everywhere. We decide that we're gonna stink and go on a back trail where no one's at, and it is flooded out beyond belief. We had to cut through off the trail, cut through like just wild country. It's not, it's not, well, country, it's Formar, you know what I'm saying? But it's through brambles and thorns and brush. And we get to a part where we cross water on a, on, a, on a log, on a fallen stick. And it's not a big thing. It's like, it's like narrow. And Lena makes it. Then Mama goes. Then Nesto goes. And Nesto, he was so scared. He was, so, I, could, and I didn't know, but Angie told me later, he, there was tears running down his face. Just, he was so scared, you know? But he stinking with all that fear, just pushed through and did it. And I told him, man, I told him I was proud of him. Like you just you were afraid, and you overcame your fear. And I, I didn't, I didn't tell, I didn't try to ride him. I didn't tell him he had to do it. He just wanted in his own heart to make it, and he made it across that pond himself. It was a great just watching my son just grow up a little bit, just face fear and overcome, and um. Movies like this, it's, it, I love to tell them, you know, this is what courage is, is facing, is going, going into this kind of thing. And um, the arm wrestling thing is huge for him because he, he gives up halfway through the wrestling match, arm wrestling. He just gives up because he's like, I can't do it. But he goes back in there and tears it up. That's crazy too, man, because he ran out like a punk. Like crying, just embarrassed. Just- and listen, I, I realized I'm watching this movie. I think boys are emotional. Like we talk, um, durr. I'm just saying, like little boys have all these emotions you know, to do with them. Some become, you know, mean or bullies or punchers, or whatever. But I think, like, I think I was emotional as a little boy. Uh, dude, are you kidding me? 
the most emotional ever. Were you an emotional little boy? What? Are you kidding? All boys are emotional, dude. Dude, we were sweet as boys. Yeah, we were. Like mom says, we'd go to we'd go to the grocery store here in Flint. We'd ride the bus, and we'd stink in just hold her dress, and we'd stay with her, and we wouldn't run off. We like she's like it was crazy. We'd go shopping with with her and a full cart, and pay for everything, and get on a city bus, and go home and back, and we just be there with her. And because we were freaked out, we stayed real close to her because that was our safety net. Yep. Stinking <laughs> MTA Flint Town buses, man. Oof. But um, so the arm wrestling stuff, Nesta really loved watching them fight. And um, you know that guy Bull? That's a real actor. That guy, that guy actor is his name is um, Rick Zumwalt, and he he is really like the stinking five time arm wrestling champion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you mean? Look at him, dude. He's Huge, huge, dude. His leverage is huge. Yeah, he's a big, thick guy, but there's muscle under that meat, dude. If you I, were to hit him, you wouldn't phase him, dude. I've watched arm wrestling matches where dudes are enormous, and they're arm wrestling a guy that is a third the size. No, playing with these guys, and the guys are getting pissed, and he's literally just keeping them in the up position, just looking, looking around. And the huge bodybuilder dudes are getting pissed, and he's just like, bam, slamming them. I'm going to find the clip and send it to our page. Uh, what are you drinking? Huh? You don't have, you have no coffee, I no just pop? had two pickles, fool. <laughs> so pickles give you the burps? And apparently drop off babies. Vlasics. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Listen, right here we have in the in the studio right now. We do have. Hold on. You got to do the. You got to press the top of the oh, lid. And let them know. That's how you know, fool. <laughs> we have Vlasic pickles, and Vlasic um, is my brand I don't of choice. Ever want somebody to try to argue Clausen over Vlasic because there's no argument. Listen, we are a Vlasic family here. Clausens are like, oh, eczema, gross. Oh, my gosh. Vlasics, Holmes. Vlasics are classic. That is pickly. Oh. I'm a kosher dill or a whole kosher kind of guy. I like you're Jewish. Um, I like the kosher. I don't know what it is. I hear that the rabbi comes into the, the Vlasic plant and blesses all the kosher pickles. Are you serious? Yeah. There's, a buddy worked up in um, the thumb with the Vlasic plant. So the, the rabbi would come in and bless the vat of pickles that were set aside for kosher. So this pickle I'm eating right now has been blessed by a rabbi. <laughs> That's wild. Mm. Hold on. Now, <laughs> we've said it before. Oh, crap. Hold on. My computer just went to sleep. We're still recording. I just got to push the buttons. If we asked a question before, but... We have said that Arnie is probably a better action star than Stallone. I think Stallone has a greater set of movies, though. Like, Stallone's dramatic work far outweighs Arnie's dramatic work. So I think Stallone's, his body of work of films is stronger than what Arnie did. I don't know, man. I'm telling you. I know Arnie Listen, takes dude. it in action. That's like the Kloss and Vlasic opinion, bro. You could have your own. You obviously didn't watch 
uh, Last Stand recently. I did watch it recently. <laughs> you told me to. Incredible. It was great. Incredible. Great cast. Great. It was great. It was really fun. I obviously fun. haven't seen Junior in a while. <laughs> <laughs> was, who, who played the gynecologist in Junior? Was it Martin Short? I don't know. That's I know he's the wedding planner. I don't know if he's... Or was it... Hugh, no. Was it Hugh Grant? No. Hugh Grant was in Nine Months with Tom Arnold. <laughs> another baby movie. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a... Who plays... I don't know, dude. It's Martin s- Short. It's Martin Short, dude. In Seeking Junior. Is that in nine months? Dang it. Too many baby movies. Keep track of. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Eating pickles. Now that is good radio. Dot, 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 dot. Now, as the, the mean grandfather's Robert Loggia. He now, was also in... Big? Yeah, but... um. What's the one where there were security guards? John Candy and Eugene Levy. Armed and dangerous. He was the He's uh Meg Ryan's dad, right? Yeah, yeah, and the and the bad guy. He he's the bad guy, but he's also Meg Ryan's dad. Yes. Dude, Meg Ryan became a superstar, but she was in a lot of small movies that were really she was really like sweet in them. Joe versus Volcano? Dude. I love that movie. I Armed and Dangerous is really fun. It's so good, dude. John Candy is so good. I and he meets a truck driver that ends up being awesome in that movie. Who, what? Remember his motorcycle breaks down and the trucker picks him up? That's right. <laughs> and, he, and he gives the trucker the gun, that awesome gun. That's right. Dude. He's wearing that crazy outfit. It was meant to be. Yeah, he's got the scarf. <laughs> he's got a Launchpad McQuack jacket. He, I love, dude. Listen, <laughs> Launchpad McQuack is up there with Indiana Jones for awesome character design. I mean, I can't argue. <laughs> Just saying, I really did like the whole DuckTales universe. There was Woo-hoo. Darkwing Duck was great. Scrooge McDuck was great. A lot of guys were great. But Stallone is Hawk. Stallone in the 80s was killing it. Rocky is still going strong, killing it. Rambo, going strong, killing it. He's got these movies like Over the Top. And uh, what's the one in prison called? Lockup? I don't remember, but he's got Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, like 91. I mean, he's got some great movies coming out. He's just... Stop or my mom will shoot. Oh, poor guy. (laughs) You heard how that one happened, right? Arnie got him. checkmate, dude. Listen, they laugh about it now, but Steakin, Arnie let it slip out through people that he was going to go for this movie. So Stallone tried to scoop it up. And it was a all a fake. It was a ploy. It was literally. I can't believe he did the movie. It was counterintelligence. How do you read that script and make it? You know, Estelle Getty, bro. Michael Keaton read the script for Batman Three and walked away from a fifteen million dollar payday. He'd have been one of those highest paid actors of of of, the, of, the, of that year. And he's like, I'm not doing this movie. He read the script. and goes, I'm out. I'm out. He, dude, Michael Keaton's smart. That was that forever. Batman Forever, dude. He Oof. walked. And Kilmer got it. And you had Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. That movie was camp alicious, dude. Great soundtrack. Great, dude. One of the best soundtracks. I mean, whoa. Like, hard to find one better. Yeah. You said Can't Hardly Wait's a good one, though, too. Didn't you say it was a good soundtrack? I mean, there's a bunch of good 90s on it. Okay. Singles is the best soundtrack. You think singles is the best yes. soundtrack? Why is singles the best soundtrack? It's all grunge in the early 90s. Paul re- Westerberg, bro. Come on, dude. Dyslexic Heart, man. Now, here's a question I have about this movie. So you watch this movie, 
they're bonding. And when the mom stinking dies, they go, they get to the hospital, she's gone. And the kid runs back to his grandfather. Now, I understand, understand that. But why well, does pissed. this kid come into the jail and tell his dad to leave? I don't want to live with you. Like, I don't understand that one turn. Like, my kids are like, Dad, why was he telling his dad to leave? I'm like, I don't know. Because the grandpa's in his ear. Just telling him, just telling him what? What kind of life can you have with this man? Yeah. There's no house there. Hey, he's a tr- you're going to be on wheels. He's going to leave you eventually. He's always going to leave you. He's a loser. That's his, that's his favorite insult against Stallone. You're, you always were a loser. You're always going to be a loser. That's what he always tells him, tells him the whole movie. I love when Grandpa's henchmen try to get the kid. Stallone chases him down with the truck, bro. Dude, when he, I don't know how they, when he comes across that and, and cuts him off, they hit his truck. Oh, yeah. I, that's what, the truck's a beast, bro. Listen, I love that in old 80s movies, there was real, like, they really ran cars at each other. Like, it wasn't all digital. It wasn't trick photography. They, they crashed cars together. Makes me happy, dude. Then I heard about movie tricks. Trick photography. <laughs> I never used trick photography. No one can be that fast. <laughs> I am that fast. <laughs> What movie is that from? That is your no prize for the week. No one is that fast. What? I am that fast. <laughs> what? what? That's the no prize for the week. What movie does that come from? Let's see your, your movie knowledge. Um, so, the, stu- the, 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 kid and the kid, grandfather's in his ear. He tells his dad, listen, dad, just go away. Basically, the, Stallone messes up. Stallone gets mad. Yeah, he And drives his truck not only through the gates of this mansion, but through the, like, the beautiful mannequin. My kids, dude, they couldn't believe it. When Stallone goes to the fountain, and he goes, not the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> because Stallone is just not trying to... Buzz through the at gate. At that point, he, could just, he, just, he just goes through the fountain, through the pillars and the statues, through the beautiful green grass, and right through the front door. That front door probably cost $10,000. Oh, my gosh. You got to get up the steps first. Those are, that's brick paver, bro. That's <laughs> hundreds Dude, of thousands. I've, I've had friends of mine tell me what they spend on their front doors. People can drop big money in that front door. Crazy money. Like, 10, like maybe 10, I'm shooting low. Maybe I'm shooting low. I don't know. We live in the hood, dude. We don't know. Live doors. in the hood. But if I'm, my door latches, I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> but uh, stinking, he, he he basically at that point breaking and entering, he's in the wrong. He just drove a truck through a stinking mansion and he gets arrested for it. And the grandpa makes makes a deal, saying, "Hey, listen, man, if you leave the state, we'll drop the charges." And the kid tells him, "Go ahead, go, Dad. It's okay. I don't want to be with you." And Stallone takes off, and the kid finds the letters, which is what turns him back. He realizes my dad did love me. He wrote to me. He cared about me. And um, he, goes to, he drives to the airport and goes to Vegas. See his old man play, dude. Um, so the, the first two-thirds of the movie is really father-son getting to know one another. But then the last third of the film is the arm wrestling championship. And I am a sucker for these kind of competitions. Whether it's Karate Kid... Whether it's this movie, whether it's Bloodsport, I love semifinals, underdog, just great music. There's, what's the song in this movie? It's an old school 80s film. Um, I have no idea. But dude. Angie never seen this movie, but she knew the song from the radio. Man, I don't know. 
I'll, I'll put it on before and after this movie's over. Okay. Or on, on, on Red Rum Theater podcast. But the arm wrestling, great characters. Dude, that guy eats a cigar and then drinks motor oil. Oh. Listen, first of all, that's probably really bad for you, drinking motor oil. But one time at Aldo's, Mike Struckman You're bet an me, idiot. He bet me $5 to drink liquid butter, just drink margarine. You remember that? Do you remember what he got me with? I drank the liquid margarine. I just drank like a shot glass. It was gross. I got five. I got five dollars. Wait, wait, wait. What's he say? Um, I got five thousand dollars. Not that one. The one from Little Rascals. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> You're all like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that liquid margarine basically coats your insides. Yeah. And it's like it straight. flushes you dude, out. It straight pipes your intestines, dude. I had to run to the bathroom, and it was not pleasant, dude. It was bad. What'd you do? What'd dude, same Mike Struckman. What'd he do to you? Man, this punk. He was our manager. Coolest dude. And we've talked listen, about listen, him so much. The coolest guy ever. This dude. Taught us how to be funny. He was just taught us how to talk to girls. I mean, he's just cool. So we're working. It's early in the shift. It's a slow day. We, and we used we're to get at a pizza place. Pizza place. So it, and it was me, Mike, Jamie, and Ashley. That was oh, it. I, great crew. That was it? Great crew. So then me and Mike start John. So you have cook, salad, dish, dish. driver. I was dish and driver. Okay, so there's so and Mike was cook and managing. Jamie was pretty much counter and salad and Ashley was salad. Okay, gotcha. So <coughs> when I worked with Mike, we would always make pitches of Kool-Aid. So That's we, awesome. We, instead of drinking pop, we were drinking Kool-Aid, always. <laughs> so Mike, we, me and Mike started talking trash, and, and he goes, dude, I'll bet you five bucks that if I make a pitcher of Kool-Aid, instead of putting a cup of sugar, <gasps> I put a cup of salt. I'll bet you five bucks you couldn't drink one glass. I said, deal. Tony! In my mind, I'm just going to down it. I didn't think about what it was like being in the ocean. <laughs> Dude, Bro, so one cup, of, sh- one cup salt. of salt instead of sugar. So it looked red? No, it was blue, baby. Oh. <laughs> we, we had the, the, blue, the blue raspberry lemonade flavor, dude. Okay, the best. Did it so, smell bad or smell okay? I didn't smell it. I couldn't. Oh. I knew I just had to down one, clap, one cup. Like a red solo cup? No, just uh, like a, the small all those. Okay, pop okay, cup. the little uh, styrofoam small. So, dude, I gave it three big tries, <laughs> and I couldn't get it. Oh my gosh! But I started violently throwing up in the bathroom, and to a point where Mike goes, "I'm sorry, man, but <laughs> I gotta send you home, dude." <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm talking blood vessels were breaking in my eye. My face was purple, G. I, I drank blue Kool-Aid and ended up looking like grape, G. I mean, I was done. Mike sent me home. I was sick. And I gave him five dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you only five dollars. Hey, <laughs> wipe your tears. With that five dollars and hand it over, <laughs> the salty tears. <laughs> he got me, bro. I'm like, I got this, <laughs> dude. That much salt in your body is I terrible feel for the you. Salt coming out too, bro. Oh my, it was the. Wor- 
Dude, that's horrible. Strucky Strzok got me again. Okay, before we get into <laughs> the Rage of Strong Wings. You remember right. one more of my story. Oh, no, dude. Because I know Zach Davis is going to listen to this okay. really fast. So Zach bet Mike five bucks. Oh, no. Oh. That he wasn't. That Mike said, I bet you five bucks you can't go the whole night without swearing. And we're the first 15 minutes into this stinking <laughs> night. And Zach's like, bet. I got bet, bet. <laughs> so... So we're in the back. Just I mean, I'm talking five minutes after we make they make the bet. I'm doing dishes. I'm back there. Zach and uh, uh, Mike was talking to somebody, and Mike goes, "Zach, what do you always write on your uh, time card?" And he goes, "He's all proud. He's like Zach ass." And then he's like, "F." <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Mike was a prank monster. Oh man, he, he was a he was a stud, dude. Jeez, and the thing is, we're so dumb, we'd fall for it every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so here we go. How can you support the podcast? Now, listen, it's been a tough, it's been a tough, what do you call it, um, pandemic for us. I was sick for a while, and so we couldn't record while I was sick. And after I was sick, there's still the quarantine was on. I didn't want Tony getting exposed to, to the sick virus. Um, you never got it, right? You didn't get hit with this thing. Not this virus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say sometimes, Tony. I don't even know what to say sometimes. Neither um, is my dermatologist. <laughs> so, how can you support the podcast? Well, listen, you can go to patreon.com slash Redrum Theatre. You can give a dollar a month like the Those podcast. Pickles go. gave me heartburn, bro. Oof. <laughs> pickles, dude. Vinegar. Listen, you giving money to the podcast. We're sitting here in, in the studio. In the lap micro- of luxury. We got microphones that work good. We got a soundboard that helps mix us a little better. We're doing it, it, we're, we're able to do cool things. I got a story. I got a story. I didn't okay, tell you, Tony. I got a story I didn't tell you. Remember, I got those headbands that you hated. Yes. They were the sweat, the, the like pregnant Which women. Those would actually be good face masks right now, wouldn't they? Listen. A hospital in Saginaw was looking for headbands. And they said, we have the headbands you wear, you know, if you work out, you're pregnant. You know, the kind that women wanted. Headbands, because. How many did you have? Listen. So I had a hundred, and this hospital needed headbands, and they said we need them to help with face mask and, so, and just like because people were wearing like they need something to hold like the the rubber bands were like messing people's like like giving bruises on the face. They asked us for these headbands, and I said, "Listen, I got some, but they they're branded with our chicken podcast." They said, "We don't care, we want them." And so the nurses in a second hospital were all wearing Red Rum Theater gear as part of their PPEs, baby. Yes. We helped fight the COVID. Yes, we did. <laughs> so that was a donation we made to the second hospital. We're, we're blessed to help them and just pumped. The, they could use that to make their faces a little less uncomfortable. And we're going to be getting the new kind. I kept some old ones to ship out to all of you as our supporters, our, pay, our faithful patrons, because you guys – have stuck with us the thick and thin. You guys give your dollar a month, your $2 a month, your $5 a month. Thank you so much. Those of you who not, don't give yet, you can go to patreon.com slash redrumthetray. And listen, we just I just spent a, a bunch of time when I was getting healthy again. I rebuilt the website. So there's a great new page where you can give. You can click to the Patreon. You can click to our, our uh, T-shirt store. You can, you, can, you can give. Just do PayPal if you want to give a one-time donation. If, you want to give, if, this, if this podcast brings you laughter, brings you any kind of joy in your life, and you want to say, you know what, I want to be part of 
I want to I want to support the arts. We have no advertisers. Ain't no one with us. We're on our own doing this thing. If you want to help us make this stuff, we'd be grateful. So doing that thing we do. Ooh. So you can give a dollar, make the podcast go. Helps us pay the bills. Redrum.threadless.com has t-shirts for sale. Has our dang Gina, our raised by movies shirt. And the Red Room Classic are all available right now. It's T-shirts or other kind of uh, uh, stuff right there in the store. So you support the podcast in all kinds of ways. You can just leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, where we're getting a lot of traction. A lot of people listen to us on Spotify now. So you listen to us right there. Leave a review. Let the world know this is a podcast worth listening to. So, dude, Marsh just posted, and the apartment is starting to flood. Dang, Gina, he's on the bottom floor, dude. He's in one of those sub-level ones. Yes, where you see the grass. Right, the windows. Is that... that Oh, no, Marshy, we hope it all works out, bro. Listen, when we're going to record, I'm going to call him and see if he needs help. We'll we'll go help him right now. Go ahead, dude. I got to be up at 445. (laughs) I'm not you. I'll go. You got to work too early. 445? Yeah. Brutal. Okay, so, raise this right. Flipping the switch. Tell tell us what this means, Tony. What does it mean to flip the switch? If you walk into a room and it's dark and you flip the switch, there's lights. (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Your face. You're you're like waiting for this awesome thing. (laughs) When your partner (laughs) sets the volleyball in the air. You're supposed to spike the volleyball. Grr. I gotta mess with you, dude. It's been too long. We haven't done anything. I know, dude. All right, flipping the switch, dude. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Let me tell a little story about flipping the switch, dude. This is a, I love this story. You don't even know which one I'm telling. I think I do. No, you don't. Okay, tell it. So, back in middle school, oh, I didn't know it. Which one did you think I was gonna tell? I think I tell you at the end. Unlike you. Mister, I've told the same story on the podcast 14 times. I don't like telling the same ones. Dude, you're a jerk, dude. <laughs> dude, if you tell the N-word beater story one more time, we're losing Merlin as a subscriber. <laughs> oh, dude, it was a crazy thing that happened, yeah, dude. Cra- yeah, the third time, it was just as crazy as the first time on the podcast. Anyways, so listen, <laughs> listen, middle school. We first moved from Flint to Waterford. Okay. So we're dealing you're with... You're what? You're sixth, 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 sixth grade. grade. Sixth grade. This happened... What grade was it? I think it was... Seventh. I think it happened. So you're in seventh. Crary Middle School. Crary. So when we first moved there, we, we had to deal with a lot of racism. A lot of getting bullied a lot. I mean, there was a lot of uh, nicknames that I had that were all color-oriented. Uh, yep. And um, so we're in gym class one day, and we're doing the mile run. It was back in the day. I was real skinny, real good shape. A um, lot of bullies that gave me hell were in this class. So we're doing the mile run, and I just said to myself, I'm going to beat everybody today. We're just going to beat everybody today. All the popular kids and all the guys that really, you know, really gave me hell. Um. Dude, I ran the mile like probably the the second fastest guy in that class was probably 25 seconds behind me. 
just smoked it. I just, like, I don't know what it was. I just, just ran. And I remember the gym, the gym, gym teacher told me, he goes, dude, you need to go out for cross country. I ended up being the fastest kid at, at Crary in cross country after that. Like, eighth grade, I remember the first meet we had, it was, uh, it was Pierce, Mason, Crary. Okay. All the middle schools. Yep. It was the first meet. And my, I remember uh, when you finish, they give you a popsicle stick with what number you, you got. Okay. What place you're in. So my friend Missy, she was laughing because she had like hers said like 31 or something. And she goes, what's what? She's, she's like, look at what I got. And I held up. And this is a, a meet with. I mean, I can't tell you how many people were out there. I, I showed her my popsicle stick and said one. And she was like, I just, just because I was like, I, I'm not going to do, I, obviously I'm outnumbered here. I'm not going to do anything crazy. There's something I just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to beat everybody today. And I just told myself that and boom, I just, just zoned out and just ran. And it was like, holy crap. And I was actually good at running. It was crazy. And I just told myself, you're going to do it. When you flip the switch, you're not asking yourself if you're going to do it. You're doing it. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing, but it's a real thing. I remember when uh, you were fighting in the MMA style, and some of the girls at church were like, Tony is going to be a terrible fighter. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody ever said that, number one. Listen, no, no. I had girls say, Tony, I, don't see, I can't see him in a ring. It's like, Tony That's is, different. Between, okay, yeah. They knew I was tough. They said, Tony, can't see Tony in a ring because Tony's so sweet. Because you were always this lovable, you were so kind to everybody. And some of the girls had never seen you with your claws bare to your teeth. Or out. any of the guys either. No. Not, like, this is all church folk. Yeah. So these people said that I can't imagine Tony in a ring. He's just so nice. He's going to go out there. And, and it's like, we have friends like that. We have friends like Jeremiah Roy, who was a monster, but he's so sweet. I, I can't see him tear someone's head off. I can. I know you can. <laughs> yeah. You've had those moments. Um, so when you would come in the ring, I remember the first time it happened, some of the girls talked to me afterwards. The funniest part was what happened before I fought. There was a fight. The fight They waited all night to watch me fight. The fight before I came out, remember that guy got choked out so bad they had to put the whole thing on pause and bring the medics in, and everybody was like, and it was quiet, like, I remember Caleb Combs was like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, so Tony comes out. So now everybody's nervous. Yeah, like when Tony gets beat up bad or something. Yeah. Tony comes out, and everyone's used to seeing Tony smiling. I, I, his eyes are warm. They greet you. They welcome you in. Just, 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 just even the way you walk and carry yourself is this kind, welcoming person. And that guy did not walk in that ring. You flipped this way. You turned something else on. You came out there, and someone said, his eyes were not like the eyes I know of Tony. You, you, you turned it on. Stallone would turn the head around. Yeah. And he would turn it on like, I am not a truck driver. I'm, it's not about me. I am here, and I'm going to win this match. And he would, stare, he would stare people down. No fear. Guys being, one time they get him, though. The guy gets in his head yeah. and beats him. The, I think the Valvin Oil guy gets in his head. And he hurt his shoulder. Yep. That was crazy because you know that feeling when you're like, I beat myself. Yes. But flipping the switch, that it's, 
I never forget the way you look when you walk in the ring because you come in there and you are a fighter. Like that nice guy, he's not in there. <laughs> like no room for that in there. But afterwards, you're, I'm hugging and kissing, dude. You're hugging the guy you just fought. You're like, oh man, you did great. It was when you fought the champ. You guys were killing each other in that ring. Afterwards, oh, yeah. you were like broing down. Like you're still bleeding out your face. You're yeah. broing down, dude. Um, but the switch is just turning that on, and that's that's a crazy thing, dude. I. I won't tell the name, but there's a guy in my church, man, who's a sweet guy. Did I tell you the story yet about Coach? You know Coach at church? Tall. Tall oh, yeah, coach. yeah, 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 the basketball coach. Yeah. Coach is at home in his basement on the phone with his family. And a grown man walks into his house, dude. His kids, his girls are upstairs. And this dude is the nicest Coolest, he's the dude. sweetest guy. Oh, he's nice. My gosh. He's downstairs. His wife's making chicken tenders from scratch for his like seven year old girl's birthday. He has three girls, one infant up in the living room, mom in the stinking kitchen, his wife in the kitchen, sorry, and then his, his boys upstairs playing video games. And a grown man who's out of his mind insane walks into his front door, just walks in in the middle of Michigan. And the, the wife comes out, and she's got her knife, like she's cutting the chicken. She's like, excuse me, sir, you're in the wrong house. And the guy starts talking crazy, just crazy nonsense, and he will not leave. The kids run to mom, babysit it right there on the couch. Between, it, it, it's, I can't even imagine. When did this happen? Last week, yo. Oh, my God. How have you not told me? I don't know. So listen, though. Our coach is downstairs, man, and he's sneaking on the phone with his cousins talking. They're laughing, and he hears... When you, have, when you have five, six kids, it's just yeah. always kids running. She, Mama Bear's calling for me. He's got his head, headset on. He doesn't hear it. Finally, his little one runs and says, grabs him, and he puts his headphones off, and all she says is, she's smart little girl. It's like, Daddy's a man in the house, and he won't leave. And this, you imagine what you would have done? He said, he goes, dude, he goes, I don't remember going up the stairs. <laughs> this guy just uh, he's is he the sweetest man you he is the coolest he's dude. so cool he's so chill like joe cool dude, dude like he goes i don't remember i remember i i, remember, I don't i remember being in the living room and he's right there in the doorway because he gets you starting to leave but he's like he's crazy he's gonna turn around coming in and out he goes and then i blacked out again i woke up and we're out in the street. Like, he got him out of the house, down the porch, and he's on him, beating the crap out of the guy. Just, he's, I don't remember, but I guess I beat him from the door all the way down the stairs, all the way to the street. Beat him up, dude. Oh, my gosh. If, if, if I came up the stairs and my wife was in fear and my girls, my, my kids... We're in fr- and it shook the kids even later. Oh, yeah. A grown man comes into your house and, and, and is just nuts talking. That's scary. Dude, that's the scariest crap in the world. He's telling me, and I, I, I thought about being pastoral, but I was, my adrenaline was running so high. I was like. Because he didn't know where the story was I going. Know. I'm like, did you, did you hurt him real bad? He goes, no, I, I pulled back, man. I, 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 he goes, he broke his hand on the guy's head. What? He hit him and he broke his hand on the guy's head. <laughs> oh, I didn't hurt him too bad. 
<laughs> now the dude's talking straight and talking sense. <laughs> my lisp is gone. My, my, my. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but dude, that's insane, dude. He, he said he, he he couldn't remember getting up the stairs from the basement. Just the that that the, 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 the my my family is in danger. And the danger is in our living room. OMG. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Crazy. Woo! I can't believe you didn't tell me. Flipping the switch, dude. Yeah, it's a thing, man. It really is. I haven't flipped that switch in a long time, dude. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. All right. Man. Next week. But. Oh, go ahead. How does the movie end? People are going to, I want people to watch it. Yeah, man, but we're doing, okay. dude, this is, this is 33 years old. <laughs> Today you are 33 years old. <laughs> a sweater. Uh. <laughs> it's a sweater. Does a what can you say about such men? <laughs> Neither does a guapo. <laughs> First of all, you, you, <laughs> who is that? That's Paco. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up your head. Hiya! And he kills him. <laughs> That's so funny. And Evan's like, <laughs> you said something at church on Sunday. What? I don't remember what it was. But you turned around, or you said it, and I started during one time, and I started cracking up. And Cullen looked at me. I go, "That was like a rated R movie, dude." <laughs> I remember what it was. You said something from a movie, though, and I was like, "Oh, I did quote a movie. I don't know what movie I quoted, but only you got it." Yeah, and I was like, "I look at Cullen. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Shh, don't, don't, don't give my secrets, right, dude." Right, right. <laughs> There's some things I throw out stuff that I know only like two people in the world get it, but it makes it funny to me. Um, so, uh, crap. So, okay. So, it ends. Dude, Stallone. He goes over the top. You know what's crazy? That grandpa always called him a loser. And when he sees him win, he's like, maybe. Yeah, it, that kind of broke him down. That he, broke he, some walls he's down. He's thinking, like, maybe I've been wrong. Maybe I've been. Maybe this is my thing is that the best for him. All right, let me ask you this. Probably a couple months ago, I watched it. The truck he won, did it have a sleeper on it? Or was it just a... Yes, there was a sleeper on it. Then they could live real life on the road, bro. Straight up, dude. Live on the road. I'm telling you, the first trucking job that I had was I would leave Sunday night. You're over the road. And I would be gone for one to two weeks before I came back home. And I know people think that trucking life is crazy, and it is... But I'm telling you, my truck was clean. I got at least three showers a week. The, I mean, there was times where I obviously had to wash myself in the truck. But blankets were clean. Bed was comfortable. You're self-sufficient. You got heat or air when you need it. I had a fridge. I mean, when you park for the night, you rest easy. You close, You sleep good in a truck because you're driving all day and you're worn down and you get to that truck stop or that rest stop and you park you stretch out you go take care of your business 
you know, brush your teeth, do what you're going to do. So if you get to a nice truck stop, you get a shower. Mm-hmm. And you come back to that truck, kick off your shoes, and that bed is comfortable. Is it? it, it I, here's the thing. You keep your truck running all night. You lock your doors. You pull the, the curtain that separates the front to your uh, sleeping quarters, and it's a thick leather, just t- completely blacks out your sleeping. Love it. And, and, and it's, I mean, you, you lay down and you are snoozing. You sleep good. So him and his boy, they are about to have some adventures on the road together. And that's that's cool. awesome. That's a cool thing. Hawk and son, dude. Hawk and son, dude. Isn't that what they called yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. What a great feel-good movie, dude. It's, 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 it's 80s. The music is 80s. There's some 80s stuff in the film. But I liked it. I liked the movie a lot. I enjoyed it. My kids, listen, my, my kids are my barometer. If they think it's stupid, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not that good. They love this film. Or if they think it's stupid, you call me and I'll build you back up, dude. <laughs> You like some cheese. So, for next week, we put out a vote, and I was surprised to see the vote won. But you guys voted. You would rather see Bloodsport than Over the Top. So we're gonna do both of these for you in May. We're gonna do Bloodsport in like two weeks. Bloodsport won. Yeah. Well, we're doing that also. We're doing it also. We're doing both. Bloodsport. Wait till you watch it again. I can't wait to watch it again. It is dope. Is it on bro. Amazon or is it Netflix? You gotta rent it. I think it's Prime. Oh, man. Dude, I watch Over the Top, and it, it's not on Prime no more. It's on Amazon commercials. You got to watch commercials in the middle of the movie. What? It, it used to be on Prime, and now it's not on Prime. It's on this different tier where you can watch it on Amazon, but there's commercials throughout it. It sucked. But it's whack. Well, I had to watch Kickboxer on Tubi, so I had commercials, too. Oh, man. So. We're spoiled. <laughs> yes, we are. You listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If like the show, you leave a review. You follow the show at Facebook, on Facebook at facebook.com slash redemptitre. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> same next week, week time. Whenever we do it next. Same bad time, same bad hour. At the Red Rum Theater.